And welcome to episode 11 of today of this podcast. And I will be talking everything about the new NBC Peacock streaming platform. Um, if you haven't joined us before and this is your first time, I want you to know that this podcast is just talking about binging television shows, movies, and maybe even some video games. I appreciate you taking the time to stop and listen, or if you're listening while you're driving, jogging, exercising, that's great too. It's always good to get out there and get your body moving if you've been sitting in front of the TV hours on end, binging your favorite show. I want to remind you that Bingetology is the podcast that takes a creative and somewhat scientific approach to binging TV shows and films. In this podcast, I will offer you tips, suggestions, and give you the latest tidbits on the best things to binge, past, present, and future. There'll be some interesting information that you can glean from this podcast. There's a segment called Ask the Bingetologist, so you can send me your questions. And there will be some new things coming up in the next few weeks or so. So I hope that this podcast will help maximize your viewing pleasure on television. So, bingers, I'm so sorry that I'm late in telling you about the new NBC Peacock streaming platform. There's been so much going on lately amid this pandemic. And since we've become homebound, um, there's a lot of creative juices flowing, and there's a lot of ideas that are coming to me, and I have been kept really, really, really busy. But now I think I can be back on track and doing regular podcast episodes on a weekly basis, and maybe even sometimes two or three episodes per week, if I keep them really short. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. I will be on Facebook soon. I will, I'm still working on the Facebook page, so be sure and keep your eyes open for that. Okay, let's go ahead and start. What's this with this NBC Peacock streaming platform? I'm sure on the surface, everybody probably already knows what a streaming platform is. Or if you don't know the actual details... I'm sure you most likely have come into contact with one because there are so many. By definition, a streaming platform is an on-demand, online entertainment source for TV shows, movies, and other streaming media. Because I know everyone has heard of Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. There are a lot of others, and Peacock is new among them. Other new ones that came out earlier this year are HBO Max and Disney Plus. Last year we saw Apple TV Plus came out, and then there's a whole lot of other ones. Um, The streaming landscape is changing and changing very quickly because now just about every channel you see on TV have come out with its own streaming app version. ABC, CBS, Sundance, 
Stars, Showtime, um, BBC, IFC, TNT. It's, I mean, I can just go on and on and on. Some of these are free, and some you may have to pay for a subscription. But remember, before paying anything, what's my number one tip? Always, always sign up for the free trial before paying. Do not forget that tip. And it's a really good tip. I use it constantly when I'm exploring new apps. So since I'll be talking about Peacock in this episode, um, in future episodes I'll delve deep into all of the other streaming apps that are out there, especially some of my favorite ones um, like Acorn. Um, let's see. I like Acorn because of all the British shows. And there's the BBC app. There's BritBox. Oh, my God, there's so many. I'm going to have to make a list for them. Put Compile an ebook and place it on the website and on the Facebook page. Let me apologize because I'm late in talking about Peacock because it was launched on July the 15th. If you're a Comcast cable subscriber, you probably started getting Peacock back in April. Now, I want you to follow me on this. NBC is the channel that we usually see on TV. NBC is run by NBC Universal. NBC Universal is owned by Comcast. So, Comcast and NBC Universal announced that Peacock will be available and began on July the 15th. And it's available in three different payment tiers, okay? Just like Hulu, just like Netflix, they all basically follow the same formula. Okay, tier run is the free option, and it's called Peacock Free. Basically, it's been advertised that it will consist of 7,500 hours of programming, including next day access to current seasons of first-year NBC shows. It'll have universal movies. It'll have curated content such as SNL, Family Movie Nights, and something called The Vault. There'll be channels that's only on Peacock, daily news, sports and pop culture, kids shows and movies, and a Telemundo Spanish language, language series. That's the first tier. That's the free option. And the free option has ads, okay? Tier two is called Peacock Premium. Now, Peacock Premium will cost you $4.99. There is a seven-day free trial. And what's my number one tip? Always do the seven-day free trial or any free trial that's offered. On the premium tier, you get everything that's in tier one. And you'll get live sports, including the Premier League, I guess, of soccer. You'll get exclusive Peacock Original Series. You'll have next day access to current NBC heats, even more mega hit movies and television, and then even more kid shows and movies. Okay? The third tier, which is called Peacock Premium Plus, will cost you a whopping $9.99 a month. There is also a seven day free trial. You get everything that's in tier one and two, but without the ads. Now, they will have some fine print if you don't read it when you go to their website to sign up. 
that says, due to streaming rights, a small amount of programming will still contain ads um, on the Peacock channels, events, and a few shows and movies because they have contracts, you know, with some of the distributors of these of this content. Now, for the five ninety for the nine ninety nine price, um, besides not just having the ads, the only other difference that I found is that in the future, not now, but in the future, you'll be able to watch offline on mobile devices. So you're really paying $5 more just for not having the ads, okay? Um, to sign up for Peacock, the good news is you do not need to use a credit card, just an email address. So here's a tip. What you should do, sign up with your email address, do the seven-day free trial, cancel it, okay? I know a lot of people have more than one email address. Sign up again, use a different email address, use the seven-day free trial. You might want to change your name and contact information if you have to put that in when you're signing up because you know they can track all that stuff. But if it's just an email address, you're good to go. Depending on how many email addresses you have, you can keep doing the seven-day free trial. I suggest doing the seven-day free trial before you pay for the $4.99 version. And you definitely want to do the free trial before you pay the $9.99 a month. Now, you're going to say, what's the difference in the $4.99 option because it has ads and the $9.99 option because it doesn't have ads? Is there any other difference? Yes. If you got the strictly free version, you won't get the original series. They do have a few. I'll talk about those in just a minute. But for $9.99, you're really only getting the um, everything that's on the Peacock streaming platform, but you're just not having a lot of ads in there. But as they say, you may see just a few. Um, so if I were you, go ahead and sign up. Do the very, very basic one. Do the seven-day free trial. Have, if you have an additional email address, go ahead and cancel that one and then sign up for the Peacock Premium, which is the $4.99 version, for seven days. Watch it for six days. If you have another email address or you just can create an email address on Google, then go ahead and try out the Peacock Premium Plus at $9.99 a month with the seven-day free trial. And then by the sixth day of doing that for the third time, which will give you about almost 21 days that you've tried Peacock, you will know whether you want to pay $4.99, $9.99, or just keep the free version. Now, to be honest, if you compare it with Hulu, the plan with the ads on Hulu costs $5.99. Okay, so it's a dollar cheaper on Peacock. It's free if you just keep the basic plan, but you don't get the original program. The Hulu plan without the ads is $11.99 a month. And on Peacock, it's $9.99, and it's called the Premium Plus. Overall, Peacock is cheaper. With Hulu, you get shows from all the other networks, not just NBC. There are some shows that you may see on Peacock that may fall under the Universal banner, something like that. Um, but Peacock is cheaper. Bundled with Hulu, you'll have just about everything that you need. I have Hulu. I have the premium version where I pay without the ads. 
Personally, I preferred ad-free viewing on any streaming platform that I have. It's one of my favorite perks, and I'm willing to pay the extra money for it, especially when I binge, because not waiting on the ads improves my binging speed. Because if you look at it time-wise, having no ads can cut an hour show to about 45 minutes. Some of those ads are two minutes or longer, and I don't like the type of ads because they're targeted towards your um, in the internet searching, browsing history, and things that you watch and stuff like that. So I really don't mind paying extra if it includes no ads. Um, personally, I did install Peacock on July 15th, and I used it on my Xbox One. You cannot get it on Roku, and you cannot get it on the Fire Stick or Fire TV. You can get it on the game consoles and any mobile devices. I haven't watched anything on Peacock since I installed it. There's a lot of TV shows I saw on the menus um, that used to be on cable and regular network television. Searching through everything that the Peacock had listed, to me it was just all repeats because I've seen all the best shows, Seinfeld, The Office, Will and Grace, Friends, um, everything basically that NBC had. I've seen every episode of Law & Order SVU. So it's a lot of the old shows or all of the shows that's been on the NBC network, and they're just putting it into the app. So it's all repeats. If I want to go back and watch something that I haven't seen, it'll be something I've never seen on network television. I haven't caught any of the new shows or the original shows that's on Peacock. There's only a few since they launched on the 15th. Let's see, there's Brave New World Season 1, The Capture Season 1, Intelligence Season 1, Where's Waldo Season 1, Lost Speedways Season 1, which is an unscripted reality show, uh, Cleopatra in Space Season 1, Curious George Season 1, In Deep with Ryan Lochte, I guess the Olympic swimmer, and I think that's a documentary short or movie, and then there's a movie, Psych 2, which was a series called Lassie Come Home. Um, let's see, now that it's August, in August on Peacock will be Hitmen on August the 6th and Five Bedrooms on August the 13th. Now I will say this, there are two shows I will watch on Peacock. And remember, I only have the free plan right now. I will probably go ahead and upgrade to the premium plus and try that for seven days because i do want to see yellowstone with kevin costner season one and two is on peacock i know it usually comes on the paramount channel but i never get a chance to watch it and i haven't recorded it if you have cable you can watch it on the paramount channel but since i cut the cable cord last year i haven't seen it so now i have a chance to catch it on the peacock the other show that I may catch on the Peacock is Covert Affairs. Now, I've seen most of the episodes for that show when it was airing on USA Network back in the day, but I never saw every single episode. So I may start that one from the beginning and then watch all five seasons. So that's on the Peacock for free. Um, you can watch Covert Affairs on other platforms, but you'll have to pay for it.
Um, I do plan to watch a few of the original shows on Peacock, like A Brave New World, because it has Lady Sybil in it from Downton Abbey. And if you've never watched Downton Abbey, please, please, please put it on your calendar as a show that you much binge. It is a great show. It might also be on Peacock as well. Um, I knew Downtown Abbey used to come on the PBS station, and so I never watched it, but I binged it like the entire show, all the seasons, all the episodes, plus the movie, like three times since the beginning of the year. Let's see, I'll probably check out the show Intelligence because David Schwimmer is in it. It's only six episodes, just the first season. I can finish that in the day or two. And then there's one called The Capture. That's also just six episodes, one season, so I can finish that in the day or two. I don't really know what the show is about. Um, I don't really talk about what the show is about, but I can if you want me to. Drop me a line, and if you think talking about the show, giving it a review, is something that would be helpful to you. Okay, so enough about the peacock for now. Woohoo! Let's get to my new segment called Ask the Bentologist. Okay, here's a question, and this one is from Anonymous Dear Benchologist, have you ever known anyone to call out sick for work to bench a show? Haha. <laughs> Great question, Anonymous. Hmm, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, if I'm totally honest, I know a few bingers that took personal days to stay home and watch a show. And guess what that show was? None other than Game of Thrones, okay? I even know a few that called in sick because they didn't sleep because they were up all night binging a show. Um, here's what's interesting. The show that caused these absences and the shows that cause people to take personal days off is Game of Thrones. That's the one I've heard about the most. And I'll be honest, I've never called in sick to binge anything, but I am guilty of taking days off because I'd rather be home binging than working. I mean, it's just a simple fact. So if you have personal days, vacation days, and if you're like me, you just need a break from the J-O-B, just take a day off, sit in your bed with your favorite munchies, and just binge away. So let me know if you've ever called in sick to binge a television show or some movies, or if you missed work or going to the gym or whatever because you were binging. Just drop me an email and tweet me at Bingetology on Twitter, okay? Let's see, what have I watched? Oh, wow, it's been crazy since our last episode. I've watched and finished Collateral, which is on Netflix, The Stranger, Paranoid, Dr. Foster, all on Netflix. I rewatched Wanted, a series on Netflix, the entire series again. Let's see, I finished the last 10 episodes of Power on Stars through Amazon Prime. I finished Miss Fisher's Modern Murder Mysteries on Acorn through Prime. I restarted Roseanne, and I started from Season 1, Episode 1, and I started Rake, R-A-K-E, 
I finished season one and I am now starting season two. And that's on Prime, also in Acorn, and it might be on Netflix. I need to check. I just started watching Vexed, V-E-X-E-D, which is on Netflix, and Bodyguard, which is on Netflix. I haven't started anything new on Hulu except the cartoon Powderpuff Girls, and I've started that from season one because I needed a cartoon fix because I'm still waiting for the new season of Archer to air. Let's see, Fear the Walking Dead will be returning on August the 11th, finally, which is a good thing because who the hell knows when The Walking Dead will be back. So, all right, my bingers, woohoo! I think I believe that I will do another quick episode um, in a quick turnaround, like within a day or two, since it's time to let my bingers know what is coming and going on all the streaming platforms in August. In the future episodes, I will talk about things like Quibi and CBS Alt Access in more detail. There's a lot going on with Quibi right now. Content, content, content. They need content. Unfortunately, Quibi is not as successful as they as hoped it would be, but I could have told them that. There's a lot of new stuff on Apple TV+. Plus. The Emmys are coming out soon. A lot of the streaming platforms and streaming services have Emmy nominations and have been nominated for Emmys, and I will dive deeper into that. I will also dive deeper into the DC Universe, since I've already done the Marvel Universe. And I'll talk about old classic TV shows and retro classics like The Sopranos, The Wire, Cheers, and some of the others, okay? Um, I guess I need to also start talking about some cartoons, whether it's cartoons, anime, some kid shows, and things like that, should I have a few younger fans in the audience. So, woohoo! That's it, my bingers, for this episode of Bingetology. Feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or email me if you have any suggestions on what to binge and you want to share with me your favorite binge-worthy shows. Shoot an email to info at bingetology.com. I know there's a lot out there to choose from, and I may have overlooked something. So thank you for taking time to listen and welcoming me into your home or car. And I promise to have the Bentology Facebook page up soon and the redesigned website because I have some really good things coming in the future. I didn't get to make my 8-1 deadline, but it will get done within the next week or so. But it will be worth the wait. I have a lot of cool stuff planned for my TV bingers. So I am Judy Wu, the Bengetologist. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy, eat healthy, include break in your binge sessions, stay safely distanced from other people if you decide to go out into the crowds. I know that the coronavirus has really peaked and a lot more people are testing positive. The, a lot of businesses are shutting down again. So this is a good time to stay home and binge away on TV. Do like I do. Put in the video game that gets you moving and that's your exercise for the day or take a nice walk around the block or two. Until next time, woohoo! Woohoo!